Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Plan B Success. Who we have with us today is Ryan Stanley, who's a professional coach, a certified professional coach, who took his certification from the Institute of Professional Excellence in Coaching back in 2009, and after that has been coaching and training a lot of people, including the ones in the Institute. That's where he started. Also, he runs a sales organization sales training organization called Teach Me to Sell. Ryan has recently released his book, Be Patient, Present, Be Joyful, the first aid kit for the emotional bumps, scrapes, and bruises of life, where he talks about his experiences, his teachings, and some more that we will learn from him directly. So joining us all the way from New Jersey, Ryan Stanley. Welcome, Ryan. Thank you. Really, really good to be here. So tell us, uh, in your own words, a little bit about yourself. Yeah, thank you. So as you mentioned, I'm kind of a little bit of a lifelong entrepreneur. Um, I'm an author. I'm a speaker. I'm a coach. I love connecting with people. I believe that living on purpose doesn't happen by accident. And so I think there's a great opportunity in life to decide who we want to be and do something about that every day. And so I see entrepreneurialism as a bit of an art form. Uh, it's something that you start off with nothing, like a, a blank uh, canvas. And you come up with ideas and creativity and, and build something that you, you put out there for the masses to see and potentially judge and, and hopefully earn some income from. So I love creating businesses. I love connecting with people. I love empowering people to live on purpose. So one of the things that you mentioned there was, you know, us having the right to decide what we want to be. So yeah. so there are a couple of things there. So right, um, the reason I delve on that is a lot of us kind of stumble into a career or a profession by chance. and then. I'm a firm believer that we figure out what we'd like to do, where we'd like to be, and then try to make a transition to that. Some of us do it. Some of us just decide that, hey, this is where I've fallen, and this is where I'll continue. What's your take on that? I think you're absolutely correct. I mean, some people do, some people don't, some people do half. I think the the, the, the difference mostly is really having faith in that you can achieve whatever you want, first of all. Like at the very beginning, you have to decide that it's a possibility. I think secondly, so there's three groups there. So the people that don't do anything, listen, not, not everybody needs, not everybody is inspired to live on purpose. Not everybody, some people, it depends on how you're raised. It depends on, um, what your, what your experience has been, but not everybody realizes that they have the opportunity to make time to decide who they want to be. And to your point, people fall into a career, whether it be through family, whether it be through school, whether it be through just, Hey, I got a job and really wasn't looking for a career in this type of an industry, but I got a first job out of college, a first job out of high school or whatever. And then I just kind of worked my way through it and stayed there for 20 years. And this is what I do. Often in those cases, though, people don't really love their job. <laughs> sometimes they do, but sometimes it's just what they've always done. And it is an income. And it's kind of like the, almost like the golden handcuffs because they're there because you make money and you don't want to start something over. So to those people, you know, I would say, hey, listen, it might be worth making some time to decide what you really want to do and, and work with a coach or something to decide how you can make it possible. But some people are satisfied with, with, with that way of life, and that's awesome. I mean, we're all exactly who we should be for every second of life that we live. For those that try and then don't necessarily succeed, I think every entrepreneur tries and doesn't succeed at first. And when we look at those not succeeding, not as failures, but as lessons as to what did work and what didn't work, and move on to the next thing. I think those are the people who then transition to the third group, which is people who, who make it, right? Um, because it's not necessarily going to happen in a week. It's not necessarily going to happen in a month or a year or with your first, second, sometimes even third endeavor as an entrepreneur. 
But if you truly know that every day is a gift and, and we're here to do what we want to do, or we're here to create life and create uh, an experience, and you step into that with purpose and intention, it's going to show up to, you know, one way or another sooner than later in my experience. So let's talk about yourself, right? What motivated you to be a coach? Yeah, so, you know, I was in 2008, I had an artist management company. They used to manage a bunch of bands. And what I loved most about that was connecting with people, specifically creative people. I love live music. I love creative people. I love kind of just being a part of that scene. Uh, I loved empowering young people who hadn't necessarily had anybody else to influence them to let them know that they can accomplish larger goals. They can step into their greatness a little bit more. They can, um, you know, think outside the box to, to make things happen that might seem miraculous to others, right? Uh, I didn't necessarily like dealing with shady club owners, right? Or, or I didn't necessarily, if I was working with a band and half the members didn't want to show up to practice as often or on time or didn't want to get as many gigs as were necessary to actually make it, uh, it felt more like babysitting than it was really about creating something together. And there was a couple other things that I didn't love about it. And so in October of 2008, I think three separate conversations, the term coach came up. Life coach, business coach, something like that. And I, each time it came up, it was like a new little light. I feel that's, that feels like me. That's what I love about what I do. It feels like it's a natural response to my, my gifts. And so I looked into it. So I enrolled, like you mentioned at the top of the show, I enrolled in IPEC, the Institute for Professional Excellence and Coaching in 2009. And, you know, I was able to get rid of all the things that I didn't like. I didn't have to deal with people who weren't motivated. Because people come to a coach because they want to be better. They're willing to invest themselves, you know, not only financially, but in time, time wise. I didn't have to deal with some of the management things that weren't necessarily my strong points. So I could really focus on my utilizing my entrepreneurial background to recognize what it takes to, to make it in any industry. A lot of people don't realize that musicians are actually entrepreneurs as well. Uh, they often are just considered artists or whatever, but really they are people who are creating a, a product that they want to sell to the masses and earn an income from and a living from. So I was able to really utilize my background, but with a co coaching certification to empower others specifically in the music industry at first. For the first, you know, probably five to seven years, I really worked so, um, specifically only with musicians and, and others in the music industry. In the past several years, since I started writing books and started doing more speaking, as you also mentioned, I also was the internal coach for, for IPEC, so I coached all of their staff uh, as well for a time. And so as I've done that, I've stepped into a larger audience, and I, I coach CEOs, I coach doctors, I coach authors, I coach people in all, all different walks of life, people who are really ready to get past their blocks and their fears and to start living on purpose every day and, and willing to put in the time and effort that it takes to make it happen. So once you took your certifications, once you stepped out, how did it all begin for you? You know, I literally, um, when you say how to begin, like I first started getting my own clients or? Yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, really my first client was actually wasn't a musician. My very first client. So I, I it did take, I took one of my clients who was an artist that I was managing over into a coaching space. But other than that, my other first client was just a friend of mine from high school. So I, I took my first weekend of training and I came home and I created a Facebook page. And as I was setting it up, one of my friends said, hey, you know, I was actually thinking about a coach. And so you know, we showed up. So that was my first client. But, you know, as I was still being trained and certified, I probably picked up about five to seven clients before I got my certification. So I was learning as I was going. I do, you know, we, we all have gifts. I honestly believe that I'm a natural coach. Like I, there's a reason that. I ended up working with IPEC not only, um, you know, as a student, but also as some of the coaches or staff. This is something that, that I'm good at, and I'm proud to say that. I love it. And so I drew people in pretty quickly. Um, and at the same time, actually, IPEC asked me to start working for them before I even graduated. 
so there was an aspect of that where I didn't necessarily need to right off the bat jump in and have a full-time practice and I was able to kind of piecemeal and do a little bit of both at the same time and then I also have an online t-shirt company and like I'm always constantly working on something I don't watch a lot of tv and I prefer to be creating some sort of a project or a company um, so I'm always doing something and you keep five to seven clients um, at a time to begin with, I was also working on iPack. I had this online t-shirt company. You saw a wife and a couple of kids in there and it was enough to keep me busy. But, uh, no, I mean, really coaching has grown so quickly over the past decade. I, I feel like I got into at, the, at a great time because right before I started, I think there was a, a piece where people felt like, you know, coaching, if you, you're in trouble, if you needed a coach, right? The boss was like, well, we're either going to fire this guy, but let's give him a coach real quick to see if he can, you know, be better. Um, but now it's like Oprah's talking about working with her coach. So the CEO of Google talks about working with a coach. Um, even on television, they used to have American Idol with judges who were judging you. Now they have the voice with coaches who are coaching you. So I think people are starting to understand the value of having somebody outside themselves to ask questions and to hold them accountable and to um, really look at things from a detached perspective. It's a pretty powerful modality. I love it. I'll definitely coach on some level for the rest of my life. So right now, how do you? Go about getting your clients, or how do your clients find you? And yeah. um, what what does uh, what does the makeup of your clientele? My clientele, so they find me in a couple different ways. Um, obviously, I have a website, RyanStanley.com, and you mentioned the book as well. So I recently published my first book, and so that has been getting quite a lot of traction. So I wrote it. Actually, it was published late last year, and obviously at the time I had no idea what was coming in 2020 in regards to COVID, etc. But it's really been getting quite a big following and response due to COVID because it's it, so that the book, like you said, it's called Be Patient, Be Present, Be Joyful, First Aid Kit for the Emotional Bumps, Scrapes, and Bruises of Life. And, it, and that's really what it is. It's, it's a first aid kit for people who are having challenges. It's something that you can pick up at any given moment, read within 25 to 35 minutes so you don't, you don't have to spend days or hours or whatever reading. You really get it done to get these concepts. Um, people are giving them to, as gifts because it's based. So people are finding me through the book as well. And I'm on social media, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Twitter, I'm on Facebook, and so people find me there as well. Uh, the makeup of my client right now, I, you know, I work with a couple musicians, I work with an author, I work with a marketing specialist, I work with a doctor right now. Um, so it, it really does vary. Mostly people who just kind of check out my website and get a feel for what my style is, or have read my book and have an understanding of what my strengths are and want to bring some of those into their own life. And when you're working with all of these different coaches, what do you see? Are they all looking for the same thing or different things? or And how do you get them to what they're looking for? Yeah, so everybody's looking for something different. Uh, and at the same time, I think everybody is working through fear. I think in the grand scheme of things, if I would say that the biggest thing that keeps everybody from not living the life that they truly have the potential to is fear. Fear of not being good enough or fear of success or fear of what other people think of them. Or um, fear of losing money, or fear, like there's all these different things that that keep us back from really stepping into our greatness. And so I come in and I connect with them and I really help them get some clarity around how true is that fear. That you know, in my experience, fear unless you're actually physically in danger in the moment, right? Um, fear is more often than not a liar. Fear is more often than not there to just keep you small. And when we start pushing past fears and we start stepping out of our comfort zone. Really, from my experience, that's where greatness lives. That's where the, the true adventure of life is. Uh, so what I really typically recommend, it's funny, people come to me often, you know, with a lot of, especially when I used to work with musicians, they would come to me with very specific, like, hey, I want to get an album made, or I want to get more gigs, or I want to build up a better social media following. And so that's why they would, like, email me. Then by the end of the first conversation, it was more about, like, you know, A, what are your fears? But B, 
Like, you know, what's your internal dialogue? What are you telling yourself every day? How, what types of questions are you asking yourself? And are you listening to something that your mom said 20 years ago? Is that keeping you from really, you know, being great? Um, and it's not necessarily serving you. A lot of the time, something else I'll find to kind of answer your question is people have friends, they have family who love them and support them. And, but at the same time, those family members and friends have their own agenda. And that agenda might be, I love you and I don't want you to get hurt, right? So they're not necessarily empowering you to be the best version of yourself because they're trying to protect you based on their fears and their past experiences. So as a coach, I come in and I really help the, the client recognize that I am holding their agenda. What you tell me where you want to be? I'm going to help you get clarity on whether that's true or not. Sometimes people think they want one thing, but then after working on a session or two, they realize it's something completely different. Uh, and then B, if that is what it is, let, let's, you know, I don't have fears or concerns about you getting hurt. I obviously want to make sure that we, we move forward in the best way that works well for you, but I help people really get past fears and blocks and limiting beliefs to look at the, at, the, at the truth and then help them step into that action. How do you or your clients, for that matter, really look back and say, this, this is the outcome we were looking for and this is what we got? Yeah, so I, I, so I have my clients, I work a minimum of three months, but typically my clients work six months to a year. And I always say, listen, you have to at least work with me for, say, for three months. Because I really believe there is, you know, you can't really tell. And that sometimes, I mean, we have some pretty powerful, typically the first session is really one of the most powerful because it's a complete, like, kind of smack in the face. Like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize that all these different blocks that were coming up for me. Um, but then to really see the difference in how you're showing up in life every single day, I feel takes at least three months. So differences are really in judgment of yourself, judgment of others, specific action, self-awareness, confidence, um, dependency on others, perspectives. Those types of things where we're relying more on the outside than the inside. And so I really take clients from people who are in some capacity feel like life is happening to them and they have to figure out a way to push through that to understand that life is happening for them and a way to kind of guide that and drive it themselves. You know, a lot of times, like you said, you know, clients are basically looking for the end goal. This is where I want to be. This is where I want to go. And they kind of look at a coach as somebody who's going to get them there. Whereas... From my perspective, a coach is someone who's shining the light and showing the path and saying, hey, there are multiple ways to get there. You know, this is this is how you do it. Here are the roadblocks. Here's what's hiding behind the bushes. This is how to avoid it, those kinds of things. Yeah. 100%. Now, yeah. Well, my question was, when you really see that, there's a certain amount of convincing that needs to take place for the client that, hey, this is not a magic wand where a coach steps in and then boom, the next moment you are at your goal. This, right. is, this is basically different. So how, how do you deal with that? Yeah, it's definitely work on, on the client's part, right? I mean, they're, they're absolute point. Something that happens in a day, something that happens in a conversation, it, it's really, it's a lifetime. You know, it's a lifestyle change in some capacity. Um, and that's why I like coaching because it, people who typically seek out a coach are ready for some sort of action. They've had enough. But yeah, absolutely. To your point, coaching is not saying, hey, I've had a perfect life, and if you do everything I've done, you're going to have a perfect life. Coaching is, if it's done appropriately, is really helping the clients recognize that they have the answers already within, and that they're just blocked by fears, and they're blocked by their past experiences. Well, I tried that once, it didn't work. Great, so try it again. You know, I mean, what, what, let's try it differently now, right? Past experiences blocked by limiting beliefs, uh, and we really help them asking empowering questions, and to your point, shine a light on really some of the, the things Two things. You're shining light on, on their true self. A lot of the time they're, they're blocked by what we'll call gremlins, like, um, you know, inner critics. And so we shine a light on really the truth of who they actually are. 
uh, then also shine a light on the things that are not serving them, the behaviors that are not serving them, and really ask them, them questions around, well, how many hours of TV did you watch this week, right? I mean, not to say that people shouldn't watch any TV, everybody's up to their own life, right? But, like, you know, what was the best use of your time to be where you want to be? You said you wanted to lose 50 pounds and start your business and, you know, do all these different things, but yet I'm, I'm hearing that you're not, you know, taking any action towards that. So, I mean, I've certainly worked with clients who, you know, they've come in and said they wanted one thing and weren't able to do it uh, or didn't step into it. And, you know, they're going to find that in X amount of time. They're not going to get it done anyway. It does take a mindset. It does take an intention. But you have to do, you have to be willing to do the work to show up on purpose. The great news is, is that, I mean, I find that I typically attract people who are ready to do that. And they find out pretty quickly what, what it's going to take. And it's not like, you know, it's not boot camp. I'm not going to, you know, scream in your face and beat you up if you, if you didn't do it appropriately. But I am going to ask you why and help you look at it out loud as well. And then there are people that don't know that this kind of coaching exists or cannot come to terms that uh, that they need a coach. You know, they, sure. they, they believe that they can work through things in their own head and move forward. So do you come across such people or and how, how do you move the needle for them in order to make sure that they understand that they do need a coach? And that an external help will be will actually help strengthen their internal struggle as well and move it in the right direction. Yeah. So I certainly have come across people like that. I wouldn't say that people reach out to me that I know, but it's just in casual conversation. I think you know, really, you know, there's a. I think it's Les Brown who said, you know, the average of the five people you spend the most time with, and the person you spend the most time with is yourself, right? And so. This, the reason why coaching can be so valuable is you only giving your own perspective constantly. I mean, it, it's helpful if you're looking for education and you're really seeking to, to learn from it. And I believe that everybody can use a coach in some capacity. So that's my own personal belief based on my experience and based on, on from surrounding myself with coaches as well over the past 10 years. But that being said, you know, you, you can't, there, there are people who are not coachable, right? So you, there, I've certainly had people who are not able to be coached because they're not willing to this is going back to how do you move the needle. Some people, you're not going to move the needle. Like that's their thing. And, or, or just not now. And maybe they, the part of their journey is to spend another five, six years figuring out that they can't do it on their own. Um, and it's not can't, right? It is that it's just more optimal to have somebody there to look at your challenge and your goal from a completely different perspective and to like step outside you and not look at the blocks that you have and really just look at the goal and then be able to see the, now they're looking at the blocks as blocks as opposed to you're looking at them as just light or truth. Um, so I, I think sometimes to answer your question, for those who are kind of borderline, like maybe could, you know, right on the side, like maybe I could use a coach, I'm not sure. Sometimes even just having one session from them and helping them realize, oh my gosh, by the, this guy just asking questions I would never even thought to ask. Not that they're like these super crazy questions that no one think of as much as I'm just so caught up in my pattern of every single day that I've lived the past 10 years that I wouldn't, that's just not where my brain would go because our brain are, you know, they physically create habits of thinking the same thoughts and kind of neurons firing together in the same way. So as a coach to come in and, and really, to your points, uh, put a light on different things that you wouldn't even have thought of and help you get past things you didn't even know were there to move forward in a more efficient way. One thing I'll just add to that is, and it kind of goes back a little bit to what you're asking about, my product isn't coaching, right? That's what I do. But my product, what, what my clients walk away with, it's efficiency, it's accountability, it's momentum, it's joy, it's freedom, it's self-awareness. It's all these different things that really people can utilize to be the best versions of themselves enjoy life and be more fulfilled on a daily basis. And I just empower them to be able to utilize all these different things to be able to talk about. What about competition in the space? Competition is concerned in the space. How do you deal with that? 
Uh, you know, I don't deal with it. I mean, meaning, so the, there's a lot of coaches out there. More and more, like I said, coaching is growing leaps and bounds. Uh, I think that, listen, I mean, I, to the point of A, everybody can use a coach, right? So going back to that, uh, you know, there's a lot of accountants out there, but there's tax time every year and everybody, you know, finds an accountant. So it's about finding what works best for you. I think from a competition standpoint, and especially as a coach, you're going to vibe with certain people. And so just be the best version of yourself as a coach and really shine your personality and what you really like to do with your clients the best. And people who are, are looking for that will find it. I think, you know, it makes sense to go out and be, you know, be on great podcasts like this one, market yourself any way that you can. But in the grand scheme of things, I'm not McDonald's. I don't need billions and billions to serve, right? I mean, I'll do that through my book. I do that. My intention is to have a global impact by creating something that people can use when I'm not right there in front of them. But as far as like bringing in coaching clients, you know, I don't need to serve billions of billions. I want to serve the people who can who find me on their own based on their needs. I'm a, I'm a big fan of, um, you know, just laws of attraction and quantum physics and knowing that by showing gratitude in, in advance for what I want to bring into my life, which includes clients, which includes clients that I align with and that I can serve, um, I believe it all falls into place. Let's talk a little bit about your book. Can you tell us what it's about and... Uh who it's appealing to? Yeah, absolutely, happily. So, yeah, like I said, it's I, as someone who's been in the personal development space for the past 10 plus years, I love, um, I think there's some amazing books out there that can really change your life. I am not an awesome reader, right? I, <laughs> I'd i like to say that I am, but I, you know, I, I read for a while, I get distracted, I find myself reading the same page over and over again, my brain just goes different places. I have so many great books that I've made through three quarters of the way through. I just, you know, never end up getting to that page 300 or whatever. And so I, as a coach, was recognizing there was just certain concepts that were basic and simple, but take practice to, to realize and to utilize in everyday life. And I was finding this in my clients and I was finding it in my friends and my family and even myself. And so I was like, wow, you know, if that was just some of these basic concepts that were into something small and quick and easy that somebody could read, like if I'm having a stressful day, if I'm feeling overwhelmed, I just want to find a book that I could read in 25 minutes, have some immediate concepts that, I, that will sink in, will help me, and, and not written in extremely technical jargon either, like a conversational book that I can just pick up and read. Um, and then secondly, also, someone that even if I don't want to read the whole book, I could open and just find something that could serve me in a moment. Maybe I don't have time to read a whole book, but I'm in the car and I'm sitting in traffic, and I just need some, some stress relief. And so I could, I didn't see, not to say there's nothing else out, out there like this, but I didn't see anything that really served me in that way. So I wrote this book. It's, it's intentionally short. It's, you can read it about 30 minutes, 75 pages long. And it, it, there's lots of drawings and, um, you know, there's quotes on every page. It's intentionally written in, for two reasons. One, that you can read through it. But secondly, you can literally open it to any single page, add first aid, and find something on there that is highlighted so that you can take some of them. And it, so it's really short. There's five chapters. There's a prologue. There's three main chapters and an epilogue. Prologue is really just talks and sets you up for the concept that we are all creative. And in any given moment, we are creating. Right now, you and I are creating two men recording the podcast. When you, if you were to wake up in the morning and dress, you know, put on blue socks, blue pants, blue shirt, and blue hat, you're creating a man dressed in blue. You put some, you know, ham and cheese and some mayo on a bread, you make a delicious ham and cheese sandwich. You're creating this. I know it sounds obvious and silly, but literally, but we also, when you write words on a, on a piece of paper, you put a period at the end, you're creating a sentence. We create laughter. We create joy. We, when we get stressed, we create anxiety. When we, we get angry, we create anger. We are literally creating something in any given moment. Even when you're sleeping, you're creating a man who's sleeping, right? A man or woman who's sleeping. 
So we start to understand that's what the prologue is about. Just recognizing that you are always creating something, whether it's intentional or not, you're creating just by being. So knowing that now, chapter one goes into, hey, if you're feeling stressed, recognize that you are creating a stressful person. It doesn't mean that you shouldn't. And based on your life's experience, it makes perfect sense that you are. But if you want to change that, you can be curious as to what would it be like to create patience. Right? So chapter one would be patience. How does a patient person behave? How do, what does patience actually feel like? And what would it be like if I were to create some right now? What would be different about my life? Those different you know, type of concepts. Uh, and then once you're, you're patient and you're not waiting anything anymore, you go to chapter two, which is be present. So now create a person who is present, who is not worried about the future, what might go wrong, who's not worried about the past, what might have been said somewhere else, or what I did last week, or what didn't go wrong. Be present. Create a person who is present in this moment. And I'm giving you the clip notes here, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then chapter three, so now you're not waiting on anything anymore. You're here now. You're enjoying the moment. You're, you're recognizing what your five senses are doing. You know, how would you rather be feeling? How about joy? How about joyful? So create some joyful. What, is, what does a joyful person feel like? How does a joyful person behave? And at the end of each chapter, there's what I call band-aids. There's just different tips that you can kind of pick up and read and say, okay, um, this would be a way to create joy. This would be a way to create patience, et cetera. And then the epilogue is keep going, right? So in any case, if you're having a stressful day, it makes sense and it's okay. Just keep going, you know, on your worst day and on your best day. Keep going. There's never been a day that's been longer than 24 hours. You know, start tomorrow again. Be be who you want to be. It doesn't have to all be perfect every day. But if you keep going, you'll never get, you know, the only way you get off the track of being on purpose is to stop being on the track of being on purpose. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um and then, so that's the a majority of the book. And then the back is filled with what I call CPR. And it is just like a bunch of different blurbs that have been taken from my Instagram page. Um, just different things about concepts about enjoying the moment. Sounds pretty exciting. And where do people find it? Yeah, thanks for asking. So, I mean, you can certainly, it's on Amazon, it's on Barnes and Nobles, anywhere books are sold, as they say. Uh, and, but you can also find it on my own website at ryanstanley.com. If you go there, actually, uh, you'll see at the top of the page, it'll say, be patient, be present, be joyful. If you click on that, you can order the book directly from me. You get a signed copy, and then depending on my availability, you can also get a complimentary session. Awesome. Yeah. The, the the school that you were talking about, uh, the sales training aspect, yeah. can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, happily. And again, thank you for the opportunity. So it's called teachmetosell.com. We'll just teach me to sell, but it's easy to find at teachmetosell.com. And it's basically, you know, as a coach, I was coming across a lot of coaches who were excited to serve and excited to change the world. And they got a, a coaching certification because they wanted to be the light they wanted to see in the world. And then they got their certification, started their business, and then they have their first, what I'll call a sales conversation. And the person says, how much do you charge? And all of a sudden they get really nervous and uncomfortable and awkward. And, and they just found that they had no sales background whatsoever. They didn't get into this business to be a salesperson. They weren't intending to do any type of sales, but it's a necessary part of who they want to be. And so we were finding this in coaches. I was finding this in um, fitness trainers. We were finding this people in direct sales. Uh, maybe they wanted to sell, um, you know, essential oils or something like that to, to make people happier and feel healthier. And, and again, they didn't know anything about sales. And so while I was working at IPEC, I worked with a guy named Kirk Van Linden, now my partner at Teach Me to Sell. And Kirk is an extremely amazing sales trainer. He had years and years of sales training experience in a Fortune 500 uh, financial organization. So he sold first on his own, sold hundreds of millions of dollars in sales, but also then was the most sought out trainer in the country to sell, help others train to be sales people. So he's also a coach. And we were just having a conversation. We recognized that there was a need for people who wanted to be, wanted to learn something about sales process, but were afraid. 
And so what we decided to, to come up with and really what, what makes us unique is we're a partnership where he really has the left brain very specific sales skills to teach you. So it's an eight week program. You come in and you're going to really learn the best ways that are, that are, are, that are out there to sell and different ways to understand the value of serving instead of worrying about selling and, and ways to communicate and ask different types of questions. And then my side of it, and why I've got years of experience in sales as well, really my superpower in the partnership and in the organization is the, the mindset. So you're working with an amazing sales trainer slash coach. You're working with a, another amazing, you know, what I, my, my title there is the headmaster of mindset, right? So you combine the two. So you're really not only learning how to be a great salesperson, but you're also working with a group of people who want you to be the best version of yourself as a human being. So as part of our mission statement, is just like to help others be, you know, a, um, a powerful salesperson, entrepreneur, and human being. And how do people access um, the courses or the, the school? Is there a website? Yep, definitely. So the website is teachmetosell.com. If you go on there, there's um, some, you can see a, you can do a free webinar just to kind of get a people a, a taste of our style and just some free information for them to take away as a salesperson as well. And then also if you go to teachmetosell.com slash apply, that would lead you to basically, it's, it's a, a slight intake form as an application form. There's no commitment at that point, except for, you're at that point just setting up some time on our calendars and we really meet with Coach and myself and we connect, find out what your challenges are, where you're coming from, what you want to do with this. And then uh, set you up in the program if that's what works best for you. Awesome. So this has been great, Ryan, you know, learning about all the things that you're doing, especially dabbling a little bit into your coaching space, your book. Um, yeah. Other than this, what else? I, I, I did see a podcast out there, right? There is a podcast, yeah. So it's also called Be Patient, Be Present, Be Joyful. And it's, a, it's like, I don't know if it's officially a podcast or not in the sense that they're typically about five to seven minutes long. So I, they're really just blurbs of me just kind of taking concepts that I've learned either from a recent coaching session or just in life and just being a parent or a, you know, a sibling or just a, a human being on earth in 2020, right? <laughs> There's a lot, a lot to think about. So, but yeah, if you, we're on, on Stitcher, on Apple, wherever you, you can find podcasts. Um, just look up Be Patient, Be Present, Be Joyful, even Ryan Stanley. It's just enough. And then other than that, I also do have a t-shirt company, which is for um, fans of live music. I'll just kind of give a quick plug to that. They, you sure. Know, and that's called setlisttees.com. And so if you're a fan of live music, and especially there's, there's many bands out there who, who play a different concert every single night. And so in those types of bands, people typically go to see them lots of times because they know each show is going to be different. Um, particularly there's a band, The Grateful Dead. I'm a big fan of a band called Fish, H-I-S-H. And so they're, they're known for those types of things where every experience is going to be different. And so these t-shirts are people, those are fans of that type of music. And you basically, the front of the shirt will have a date from your favorite concert and some art that has something to do with maybe the location or something that might have happened specifically unique at that concert. And then on the back of the shirt, it has the, the set list of whatever they played. Um, so it's a great collector's item. Like, hey, I met my wife at this concert or me and my friend from college. We all went to the same concert. Let's all get five of them or whatever. So it's a great way to kind of remember a special evening uh, from a music standpoint. And we, we, right now we've got about 40 or 50 on the site, but we're also setting up to where ideally by the end of summer 2020, we'll be able to order any shirt from, I mean, any band that's out there on any date, um, as long as we can find that. So that's, that's pretty awesome. Well, thank you so much, Ryan, for joining us today and sharing your expertise and experiences with us. Before I let you go, one takeaway that you would like to leave with the listeners. Yeah. So first of all, before I go there, I really want to thank you for your time. And it's really just a blessing to be able to share what I do um, and connect with the audience. So I don't take it for granted. I appreciate you, you making time for me today as well. Uh, one takeaway, I would say, listen, 
literally every single day is a gift. There is gravity, there is oxygen, there is sunlight, all here so that you can exist on life on earth every single day. And I say that not to be obvious, but for you to recognize it, that it is a gift and to ask yourself a question, well, if that's the case and I'm here, what am I, if all this is here for me, what am I doing with it? Literally. And it doesn't have, you don't have to figure out your life's purpose right now if that feels too daunting to you, but live on purpose. Living on, on purpose doesn't happen by accident. So I would just say make some time to decide who you want to be. Write it down. You know, make some time today if you're hearing this, right? Make some time today to write it down. Spend an hour. If it's what, I mean, it'll be worth it, I promise you. And then read it every day. Read it out loud as you start your day and read it out loud as you go to bed. And then step three is take action on it. And step four is while you're doing all of these different things, whatever that means to you, and it can be a career, it can be as a, as a, as a partner, it can be as a, um, just any way that you want to show up a life, decide what that is, but be the light that you want to see in the world as you're doing it. Shine for others so that they can see you living on purpose and want to do the same. Absolutely. That's great. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining us today. It's been a pleasure. I hope you liked that episode and are enjoying all the episodes in Plan B Success Podcast. I'd encourage you to go subscribe on your favorite platform, whether it's any listening platform or YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. Make sure you subscribe so that you enjoy this content and extract from it what serves you best, what benefits you in your own life, personal, professional, business, whatever it might be. PlanB.Live is the website where you can go in order to find any episode that you would like to listen to. Three times a week, we release episodes, the first being an inspiring interview with someone who's done it, been there, done that, and can inspire you to go after what you want to achieve. Every Monday, that's the episode that gets released. And then, on Wednesdays and Fridays, we pick a topic and we talk about it in order to benefit you in your personal and professional life. At the same time, if you're someone who's interested in learning more about these concepts, if you're someone who's interested in podcasting as well, go check out planbsuccessschool.thinkific.com. That's where all the online courses are. You can learn and benefit from them there as well. There's a bunch of free courses. There's a bunch of paid courses. Start with the free ones. Get to learn what you aspire to learn. And if you want to delve deeper, then you can sign up for the other ones. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm.